All right. Well, welcome back to part two of Where's the Money? Um, and so the finances and mental health. Um, if you listen to part one, you might be thinking, well, what's the use of even talking about all of this, right? There's nothing really we can do. A lot of this financial stuff is out of control in terms of how we can um, you know, deal with making money and, and agriculture and production. Um, but there are some things that, that we can do, and, and we will we'll look at that, at least from a mental health perspective. Um, and so when we look at finances and mental health, um, there are some facts. And so the facts are that folks who are um, in debt are three times as likely to suffer from increased stress, depression, anxiety, and some of those other kind of um, uh, difficulties in emotional health. And the other fact is that financial stress is the second most common um, cause of suicide. And so when you have a lot of you know, financial uh, difficulties, your mental health and your emotional health really takes a hit. Um, it, it, we can see it drop. People's mental health, emotional well-being and stability drops when they're really struggling with finances. Life feels out of control. Um, you start to avoid things potentially because you don't want to think about or deal with the financial problems. Um, you should start searching for temporary relief from the problems because it seems like it's so insurmountable to deal with. Um, your self-esteem drops. And that's especially true, I think, a lot for agricultural folks where it's really tied into, um, you know, how well you do is tied into who you are because your identity is that you, that you are, um, you know, a farmer, a rancher, an agricultural, um, you know, worker who works the land. Um, energy levels decrease, and it's really hard to think clearly. And so that makes it more difficult. You know, you, you've got to have um, full use, really, of your um, of all of your good problem-solving skills, your thinking skills, when you're dealing with financial stuff. And it really is difficult, um, you know, when what you're dealing with is impairing your ability to think clearly and think straight. And so, you know, what I really described in terms of, you know, the facts around that, that, you know, debt is the hugest um, piece of your mental health, that there is um, maybe, maybe what we're really growing on the farm is a lot of stress, right? Because farmers operate out of debt. That, that's the whole um, imperative or the whole point really and how the whole system is set up, that it is a debt-driven um, system. And so, right, you have operating loans and you're operating out of uh, money that's been lent from the banks and you're trying to recoup that. And so, you know, that, that really becomes difficult and you've got to find a way to separate yourself from that. You know, um, the, the American uh, Farm Bureau Federation in 2019 did a, a survey of um, agricultural folks across the country and 91% of those who responded said that financial issues are the most important thing to deal with and, uh, and to that they deal with in terms of their mental health, right? That that's the number one driver of any kind of mental health issues that they have. And, um, 88% said they have farm and business problems, right? I mean, that's, that's a huge portion of the um, population and 87% fear losing the farm. Um, and so most folks are, I mean, maybe that is, you know, growing stress on the farm. That's really kind of what a lot of focus is about is the stress. And when we look across um, some other studies that have been done in terms of mental health and agriculture, um, there's, 
folks that even will go further and say, yes, I do myself, I'm experiencing depression or I'm experiencing anxiety. Um, just about 60% would endorse that they experience a lot of anxiety and a lot of worry. Um, 35% would say they experience depression and 45% say that they're in a high stress. And the thing about it is, is that stress, a lot of stress and high stress um, leads to things like depression, anxiety, and more serious kinds of mental health concerns. It's, is, you know, if you're in that kind of state for long enough, it turns into depression. And then depression, if you're in that long enough, can turn into your thinking being so clouded that you feel like, um, you know, taking your own life is, is a good idea and a way to get out of the whole situation, which clearly we know is not a good idea. And so I think it goes a little bit further in terms of um, the farming, the agricultural um, folks who work the farm, who work the land, who have livestock, you know, who are growing our food. The identity is really tied to who you are, you know, as a farmer and that that's who you, um, um, that's everything, right? And if you fail as a farmer, you fail as a person. And um, they, they call this in the literature, the agrarian imperative. And it's really, it's things that are the idea that we are tied to the land and especially people who own land and who, you know, work the land and operate um, uh, their, their life around the land, that that is a genetic um, kind of drive in a lot of ways. And this work comes from Dr. Michael Roseman and he's, um, just a great psychologist, a farmer out of Iowa who's dedicated his life to this issue as well. And the land means everything is what he says. And um, I have a quote from one of his writings that I just thought was so good. And it says, to farmers, land means everything. Ownership of a family farm is the triumphant result of the struggles of multiple generations. Losing the family farm is the ultimate loss, bringing shame to the generation that has lost the farm and they've let down their forebearers and dashes dashing the hopes for successors. And so, you know, you feel like you're, you've not only failed yourself, but you failed the people, you know, that came before you and you're failing the, you know, the ones that will come after you. Right. So it's just, it, it feels like this huge weight. And when you look at 87% of people worry about the, you know, losing the farm, that's a lot of folks that are, are sitting in a lot of high stress. And so suicides really become, have become a crisis really in the ag community. I mean, just like it was in the eighties, we're seeing that again and farm suicides just keep climbing and climbing and climbing. Um, the CDC did a study uh, not too long ago and you know, came out with this big sweeping statement that said farming and agriculture has the highest um, uh, uh, amount of suicide of any industry. And that got a lot of attention for a while. And then they ended up retracting that because they had some problems in their data um, in, in the way they categorize things. And so they said, oh, wait, 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 that's, you know, that's not true. That's not true. And so in some ways we all kind of went, oh, well, thank goodness. Right. But the, the story is that really what it happened um, uh, is that farmers were, are put in a different kind of category and um, so when they looked at the whole industry, right, the, they took into consideration, um, you know, migrant farm workers, workers who work in agriculture, 
right? And when they look at that huge category, it's not as bad. But when you take out the farmers who are owner operators and they're in the management category, that subcategory actually is the second highest um, uh, category of folks who um, take their own life. And so it, it truly is an issue when you look at, especially the folks who own the land, right, who are the farmer owner operators, that that suicide is very, very high for those folks. And so we have to pay attention to it and we have to, um, you know, have some real conversations around that. And so what, it leads me to think about what is the most important thing to maintain or take care of if you're going to have a successful farming operation. And, you know, the, you know, you've got to take care of your, you know, the, the equipment, the livestock, you know, your buildings, you got to take care of, you know, breakdowns in, in um, planters and tractors and um, all of the, um, you know, livestock you got to maintain and make sure they're vaccinated and healthy and, you know, have enough food, all those things. There's so much maintenance to do, but the most important piece of equipment on the farm to maintain is the farmer or the rancher. And that is probably the one piece of equipment that gets neglected the most, right? You'll maintain your tractors, you'll maintain your irrigation pumps, you'll maintain your um, healthier livestock, but you don't maintain your own health. And that, if, if you are not healthy, you know, as the, the owner, operator, and the farmer, the rest of it really isn't going to matter, right? So how can you maintain your mental health? That, that's really what I want this conversation uh, to be about. How can we maintain our own mental health despite the financial difficulties, right? I mean, those are some things that we can't necessarily control um, on whole, right? I mean, there's just things. You operate out of debt. Um, there's lots of expenses, the, the prices, sometimes, you know, you don't have a whole lot to do with, you just have to make the best decisions with what you have. But it is so important that you do take care of yourself and your well-being, right? Those are things that you can control. Um, you know, no government is telling you that you can't take care of yourself, right? That you can't get out and do some of the things that you need to do to maintain um, yourself, your most important piece of equipment on the farm. And so um, it's, you know, we have a saying, it's Nebraska strong to take care of yourself, to reach out, to ask for help and to deal with your emotional well-being. Um, it's probably one of the best things that you can do. And I, I think we have to think about farming, maybe in, a, in, in ranching and this way of lifestyle from a different point of view and focus more heavily on that. And that is, you know, first off, change our mindset that even though you operate, you know, out of debt and prices aren't. All right. Well, welcome back to part two of where's the money. Um, and so the finances and mental health. Um, if you listen to part one, you might be thinking, well, what's the use of even talking about all of this, right? There's nothing really we can do. A lot of this financial stuff is out of control in terms of how we can, um, you know, deal with making money and, and agriculture and production. Um, but there are some things that, that we can do, and, and we will we'll look at that, at least from a mental health perspective. Um, and so when we look at finances and mental health, um, there are some facts. And so the facts are that folks who are um, in debt are three times as likely to suffer from increased stress, depression, anxiety, and some of those other kind of um, uh, difficulties in emotional health. And the other fact is that financial stress is the second most common um, cause of suicide. And so when you have a lot of 
you know, financial difficulties, your mental health and your emotional health really takes a hit. Um, it, it, we can see it drop. People's mental health, emotional well-being and stability drops when they're really struggling with finances. Life feels out of control. Um, you start to avoid things potentially because you don't want to think about or deal with the financial problems. Um, you should start searching for temporary relief from the problems because it seems like it's so insurmountable to deal with. Um, your self-esteem drops. And that's especially true, I think, a lot for agricultural folks where it's really tied into, um, you know, how well you do is tied into who you are because your identity is that you, that you are, um, you know, a farmer, a rancher, an agricultural, um, you know, worker who works the land. Um, energy levels decrease, and it's really hard to think clearly. And so that makes it more difficult. You know, you, you've got to have um, full use, really, of your um, of all of your good problem-solving skills, your thinking skills, when you're dealing with financial stuff. And it really is difficult, um, you know, when what you're dealing with is impairing your ability to think clearly and think straight. And so, you know, what I really described in terms of, you know, the facts around that, that, you know, debt is the hugest um, piece of your mental health, that there is um, maybe, maybe what we're really growing on the farm is a lot of stress, right? Because farmers operate out of debt. That, that's the whole um, imperative or the whole point really and how the whole system is set up, that it is a debt-driven um, system. And so, right, you have operating loans and you're operating out of uh, money that's been lent from the banks and you're trying to recoup that. And so, you know, that, that really becomes difficult and you got to find a way to separate yourself from that. You know, um, the, the American uh, Farm Bureau Federation in 2019 did a, a survey of um, agricultural folks across the country and 91% of those who responded said that financial issues are the most important thing to deal with and, uh, and to that they deal with in terms of their mental health, right? That that's the number one driver of any kind of mental health issues that they have. And, um, 88% said they have farm and business problems, right? I mean, that's, that's a huge portion of the um, population and 87% fear losing the farm. Um, and so most folks are, I mean, maybe that is, you know, growing stress on the farm. That's really kind of what a lot of focus is about is the stress. And when we look across um, some other studies that have been done in terms of mental health and agriculture, um, there's, folks that even will go further and say, yes, I do myself, I'm experiencing depression or I'm experiencing anxiety. Um, just about 60% would endorse that they experience a lot of anxiety and a lot of worry. Um, 35% would say they experience depression and 45% say that they're in a high stress. And the thing about it is, is that stress, a lot of stress and high stress um, leads to things like depression, anxiety, and more serious kinds of mental health concerns. It's, is, you know, if you're in that kind of state for long enough, it turns into depression. And then depression, if you're in that long enough, can turn into your thinking being so clouded that you feel like, um, you know, taking your own life is, is a good idea and a way to get out of the whole situation, which clearly we know is not a good idea. And so I think it goes a little bit further in terms of 
um, the farming, the agricultural um, folks who work the farm, who work the land, who have livestock, you know, who are growing our food, the identity is really tied to who you are, you know, as a farmer, and that that's who you, um, um, that's everything, right? And if you fail as a farmer, you fail as a person. And um, they, they call this in the literature, the agrarian imperative. And it's really, it's things that are the idea that we are tied to the land and especially people who own land and who, you know, work the land and operate um, uh, their, their life around the land, that that is a genetic um, kind of drive in a lot of ways. And this work comes from Dr. Michael Roseman and he's, um, just a great psychologist, a farmer out of Iowa who's dedicated his life to this issue as well. And the land means everything, is what he says. And um, I have a quote from one of his writings that I just thought was so good. And it says, to farmers, land means everything. Ownership of a family farm is the triumphant result of the struggles of multiple generations. Losing the family farm is the ultimate loss, bringing shame to the generation that has lost the farm and they've let down their forebearers and dashes, dashing the hopes for successors. And so, you know, you feel like you're, you've not only failed yourself, but you failed the people, you know, that came before you and you're failing the, you know, the ones that will come after you. Right. So it's just, it, it feels like this huge weight. You know, when you look at 87% of people worry about the, you know, losing the farm, that's a lot of folks that are, are sitting in a lot of high stress. And so suicides really become, have become a crisis really in the ag community. I mean, just like it was in the eighties, we're seeing that again and farm suicides just keep climbing and climbing and climbing. Um, the CDC did a study uh, not too long ago and you know, came out with this big sweeping statement that said farming and agriculture has the highest um, uh, uh, amount of suicide of any industry. And that got a lot of attention for a while. And then they ended up retracting that because they had some problems in their data um, in, in the way they categorize things. And so they said, oh, wait, 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 that's, you know, that's not true. That's not true. And so in some ways we all kind of went, oh, well, thank goodness. Right. But the, the story is that really what had happened um, uh, is that farmers were, are put in a different kind of category. And um, so when they looked at the whole industry, right, they, they took into consideration, um, you know, migrant farm workers, workers who work in agriculture, right? And when they look at that huge category, it's not as bad. But when you take out the farmers who are owner operators and they're in the management category, that subcategory actually is the second highest um, uh, category of folks who um, take their own life. And so it, it truly is an issue when you look at, especially the folks who own the land, right, who are the farmer owner operators, that that suicide is very, very high for those folks. And so we have to pay attention to it. And we have to, um, you know, have some real conversations around that. And so what it leads me to think about what is the most important thing to maintain or take care of if you're going to have a successful farming operation. And, you know, the, you know, you've got to take care of your, you know, the, the equipment, 
equipment, the livestock, you know, your buildings, you got to take care of, you know, breakdowns in, in um, planters and tractors and um, all of the, um, you know, livestock you got to maintain and make sure they're vaccinated and healthy and, you know, have enough food, all those things. There's so much maintenance to do, but the most important piece of equipment on the farm to maintain is the farmer or the rancher. And that is probably the one piece of equipment that gets neglected the most, right? You'll maintain your tractors, you'll maintain your irrigation pumps, you'll maintain your um, healthier livestock, but you don't maintain your own health. And that, if, if you are not healthy, you know, as the, the owner, operator, and the farmer, the rest of it really isn't going to matter, right? So how can you maintain your mental health? That, that's really what I want this conversation uh, to be about. How can we maintain our own mental health despite the financial difficulties, right? I mean, th those are some things that we can't necessarily control um, on whole, right? I mean, there's just things. You operate out of debt. Um, there's lots of expenses, the, the prices sometimes, you know, you don't have a whole lot to do with. You just have to make the best decisions with what you have. But it is so important that you do take care of yourself and your well-being, right? Those are things that you can control. Um, you know, no government is telling you that you can't take care of yourself, right? That you can't get out and do some of the things that you need to do to maintain um, yourself, your most important piece of equipment on the farm. And so um, it's you know, we have a saying, it's Nebraska strong to take care of yourself, to reach out, to ask for help and to deal with your emotional well-being. Um, it's probably one of the best things that you can do. And I, I think we have to think about farming maybe in, a, in, in ranching and this way of lifestyle from a different point of view and focus more heavily on that. And that is, you know, first off, change our mindset that even though you operate, you know, out of debt and prices aren't good and the weather can be terrible and all those things we grumble about, right? All the folks that <laughs> the coffee shop and the city hall behind my house every morning gather um, to complain about, right? Um, there are some things that we can, you know, maybe talk about it being good things about farming and, and focus on those, which is, I think farmers have the uh, best uh, view from their office that anybody does, right? I mean, you really do get to see the world and nature and, and what happens on your farm. Um, I've got a little bit of taste of that being at home a lot and being more outside. I mean, I've got bunnies and, and birds and all kinds of creatures and critters in my yard <laughs> that I didn't really know were there because I never took the time to pay attention. Um, and so, you know, that is really important to kind of shift your mindset. The other thing is to practice gratitude and relaxation. Um, and so, you know, we will have actually a uh, webinar and podcast on gratitude and how important that is uh, in this series. So make sure you listen to that one, because when you practice gratitude and relaxation and kind of those pieces, you really are changing um, your uh, your physiological self, right? The way that your brain is operating and the way that you feel internally. Um, the other thing that you have to do is you have to take care of your health. And so that is things like getting enough sleep, which is um, eight to seven to eight, maybe nine hours of sleep a night consistently. Um, you can't short yourself on sleep and catch up on it. It doesn't work that way. Um, you have to stay in a long sleep cycle to get the emotional benefits um, because the first few hours of your sleep are for physical repair. Um, and then you get into um, kind of a, a more of a deeper sleep in later cycles, which takes care of emotional repair. 
um, and kind of helps kind of recharge and reset your brain. Um, you have to have support, right? And so folks who come alongside you and, um, you know, that if you are having a problem, you can talk to them about it. So talking it out really helps. You have to have exercise, good nutrition, and, you know, Farmers do a lot of physical work, and so your body's used to that. Um, you need to step it up, right? So do something a little extra outside of your normal routine in order for you to have the health benefits. So, and it doesn't have to be a ton. Um, it can just be taking a walk maybe around your property instead of driving somewhere on the tractor or the four-wheeler or um, the rhino, right? Just go take a, take a walk, you know, take a 30-minute walk to go check that closest pivot or whatever you need to do. Um, you need to have some fun, right? And do some things that you enjoy, either on the farm or off the farm. And then the last thing is to limit your use of substances because that really can have a negative effect um, if you're ov overdoing those um, kinds of uh, negative things, right? When you're, when you're using substances to try to forget the problems, the, the issue with that is that, that when um, – you're not using the substances later, you know, after you've um, sobered up or, you know, you've come back to, to reality, the problem is still there. And now then you've also started damaging your health if you use that uh, too much. And so we really have to think about maybe it's not so much about the money that's the, that's the most important part of the farm. Um, you know, money is great and you need enough to, to survive and, and pay the bills and do all those kinds of things. Um, you know, and you do have to have a financial plan, right? That's another way that you can kind of help your mental health around this issue is have a plan, control what you can and um, let go of what you can't. And so working with your financial advisor, um, all the people that you have around you to help in that area, to be honest and have conversations and make good decisions with support is really important. But, you know, some say the ultimate goal of farming is not so much, you know, um, you know, the, the growing that comes and goes, some of those things, but the cultivation and um, the perfection of human beings. So yourself, your family, your kids, you know, your parents, your grandparents, and kind of that whole uh, way of life. So it, it, it should be tied to more than just, you know, one goal. Um, it, it should have many different pieces of it so that your, uh, your mental, mental and emotional health stays um, in a good place. And so you need to think about this differently, that, that farmers aren't just good at their jobs, right? They're outstanding in their field. And um, it's so that really, that really is, you know, it, you, you can be really good at your job as a farmer and still not make it because there's so many things that might be um, working against you that you just have no control over. And so rather than thinking I failed as a person, you know, you think I just, I did the best that I could with what I had. And these are the tough choices that I have to make, right. And, and get support. But sometimes, right, you, you not only maybe need help, but sometimes you also can be the help, right? And so I just I want to talk a little bit about the signs of um, suicide or maybe if you're worried about somebody uh, who is not doing well. Um, I would tell you that the gentleman that I told you about who um, took his own life in, in the community, there were signs that that people saw ahead of time. 
And, um, you know, I've heard many people around um, the community say, I wished I would have said something. And the thing is, we don't want to have regret, right? So if you see something, say something. And on the other hand, you know, we can't take responsibility for somebody else's choices. And it it can be so hard to think, gosh, you know, I I should have done something. It's all my fault. And it's not all of uh, your fault. But, you know, you certainly can, like you say, sometimes you, you are the helper to other people and don't be scared to say it because you're not going to plant the idea in anybody's head, right? If you bring it up, you are not going to push that person into completing a a suicide. And so um, some signs that you might see is, you know, if people are, are stressed and depressed for long periods of time, they're not acting like themselves, they seem really down. Maybe they used to come to coffee, but they don't anymore. Um, Their health is not good. Other people, you know, just say, I'm worried about this person that are close in in their life. They've maybe increased their substance use um, and they're drinking a lot um, or using other substances to kind of numb out and forget things. Um, Maybe they're giving things away or, you know, saying things like people would be better off without me the farm would run better if I wasn't in charge. Some of those, some of those statements are very concerning and, and tell you a little bit about that person's emotional well-being and that they're not in a good place. Um, the other thing we would get very concerned about if somebody's in that place and been stressed and depressed for a long time, and then all of a sudden they seem to be doing really great, like they've had this spontaneous like recovery and they're doing really good and they're really happy that we have to watch, watch that too, because some people, why they're, you know, feeling better is because they've made the decision um, and made some plans around how they're going to fix the problem and, you know, that they're ready to um, take that, that step. And um, that's where we really, really get concerned. And so, you know, talk to folks. And if that's you, definitely talk to people. And um, there is a, you know, suicide is a very temporary solution. Um, sorry, suicide is a very permanent solution to a temporary problem, (laughs) right? So the problems are temporary. Um, Suicide is permanent. And so if you see somebody or if you're worried, reach out. It is Nebraska Strong, and we have some really good resources for that. Um, the, The number one resource we have is in the state of Nebraska is the Rural Response Hotline. And it offers access to attorneys, to financial advisors, if that's, you know, driving the problems that you have. They have financial advisors that can help. Um, They have mediators, they have clergy, spiritual help, and also professional counselors. And so that um, hotline, when you call, you can get... um, uh, no cost uh, vouchers for counseling services. And so that's like handing somebody, you know, hundreds of dollars because they will pay for the services that, that uh, folks m- might need, which is fantastic. So that number is 1 800 464 And again, I'll just repeat that number so you can jot it down. It's 1 800 464 0258. And the hours for that are Monday through Friday, eight to five. Um, And so you can call and you can also leave a message if nobody's available and um, uh, they will get back to you. The other um, hotline that we have, which is kind of more nationwide is the farm aid hotline. 
And this was started back in the 80s with the farm crisis, and they realized, you know, the financial difficulties and troubles were having emotional impact. And so that's, that's kept going, and it's had kind of a resurgence. And so that hotline offers um, support to a wide, air, you know, array of uh, services kind of nationwide and across the country. So if you're concerned about somebody in the, another state, that could be a good resource. Um, and that number is 1-800-FARM-AID. And their hours are Monday through Friday, nine to five. Now, sometimes, you know, our crisis don't come between the hours of eight to five, right? And, and we may need to talk to somebody, um, you know, in the middle of the night or they're, you know, just whenever you need help, reach out for help. And so the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline um, is another resource, another 800 um, crisis uh, line and center that provides free and confidential support to people in crisis. And so they operate 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So the number for that one is 1-800-273-8255. Again, that uh, 1-800 number for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-8255. And if you would rather text than, than, than talk on the phone, they also have a, a text line. And if you text GO, so that's text G-O to 741-741, you will um, have a person respond to you on the text. Um, and so those are some really good resources. And, you know, sometimes you know, if you're dealing with a younger um, population or something, the, the texting might be a really good uh, way to start. So, of course, um, I'm always available as well. I'm a local resource. Um, I work at the University of Nebraska Kearney. I also have a private practice um, and uh, can certainly help uh, connect people to, to services or questions you have about this webinar or any way that I can be helpful and more than, than happy to um, uh, be that support. And so my number um, is uh, posted under the uh, UNK website and my email is there as well. Um, and so that my email is my last name, Chasek, C-H-A-S-E-K, C, number one, at unk.edu. And I'm just so grateful that I'm able to um, help in this way and use my skills and talents to help those who feed us. And that's never become more apparent than during this COVID crisis. Um, and so we are just so grateful for all the things that you do in our ag community to keep us fed, to keep those shelves full in our grocery stores. And we want to thank our sponsors um, who have generously provided so that we could bring you these resources. And so until next time, um, we are going to, uh, you know, just continue to have these webcasts and, and podcasts. Um, we are going to talk about gratitude uh, in the next one. And so uh, stay tuned for that because guess what? Gratitude makes you attractive. Thanks everybody. Bye-bye.